Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, July 16th, 2019. I am your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. On today's show, we are going to be doing a Summer League recap. An NBA Las Vegas Summer League recap. We had five Michigan State Spartans participating in Summer League this year. And I'm just going to kind of go through uh, each one, probably do a full segment on Costello, a full segment on, well, probably just Costello, and then we'll mix in Bridges, Nick Ward, and then Kenny Goins, Matt McQuaid will be together. I don't know. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go, and then when it's an appropriate time, I'm going to take a commercial break. If you listen to this show, you know the uh, organization level isn't always uh, at 100, but the, the content's usually okay. So that's what we're doing today. Summer League. Just straight through Summer League uh, only episode. Uh, reminder, rate, review, subscribe to the show. If you do not subscribe, whatever podcast service you use, uh, you can find Locked On Spartans there. Hit that subscribe button. It's the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. And head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Uh, and I always screw that up. Five-star rating and leave a review uh, if you so choose. I genuinely appreciate the people who take time to do that and all of you who have given the uh, five-star review and helped the show have uh, a really good rating there on iTunes. So thanks for doing that. If you haven't done it, feel free to do that. You'll you'll be my new best friend uh, if you do that. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. A couple other homework things. Um, you guys know I write for Spartans Wire. SpartansWire.usatoday.com. Uh, if you want more summer league coverage that you don't get here, you can head over there. We've got a ton of stuff up there. Some live blogs from the earlier games throughout summer league, some recaps, some uh, opinion pieces uh, from more than just myself on, you know, things like is my, is Matt Costello going to make the roster, uh, you know, did Miles Bridges do X, Y, and Z, you know, stuff like that. So uh, if you want to head on over and do that, also at Spartans Wire coming up starting next Monday, we will have the first ever Spartans Wire gift tournament where, uh, you know, we'll put up a bracket of 32 gifts, I believe Michigan State gifts, uh, and we'll have them go head to head and you can vote on them. The results will be determined by voting on the website. So definitely look out for that. It'll help us kind of get rid of a week <laughs> of summer here as we uh, head into media days and, you know, start to turn the corner to football season. We're, we're getting there. We're almost there. We're like a month and a week away, I think, from the opening weekend of college football and then six weeks from Michigan State opening up. There's that special opening weekend where there's a couple of games this year. I think uh, Miami, Florida is the headliner for that one, whatever it is, like August 24th or some day near that. But yeah, we're, we're getting there, guys. Five, six weeks away. It's really hot and humid every single day now, and that's how you know that college football is just around the corner. Also, college football watch list season is upon us, so definitely the the, the smell of football is in the air. We're, we're almost there. Uh, but let's not quite get to college football yet. I want to do a little bit of basketball here today. Let's start talking about some summer league. Okay, so... We had five former Spartans participating in Summer League. 
Uh, we had Matt McQuaid, Nick Ward, and Kenny Goins from last year's Michigan State team. Miles Bridges was returning to Summer League for his second season after an up-and-down rookie year with the Charlotte Hornets. He was back in Vegas. And then Matt Costello, who uh, has been a G League guy for much of his career, a couple NBA games here and there, played a season overseas in Italy last year but was injured, uh, was back in the Summer League with the Detroit Pistons Summer League team. And we really had uh, the entire spectrum of summer leagues uh, from Michigan State, guys. Uh, We'll start at the high end because that's always fun to do. Uh, Let's start with Matt Costello, who, uh, you know, like I mentioned, has been primarily a G League player his entire professional career, played four games, totaling 32 NBA minutes with the San Antonio Spurs a couple seasons ago, and then went overseas to play in Italy last year where he was hurt for a lot of the season. So kind of a lost throwaway professional career for him but he was back in summer league with the Detroit Pistons uh, and was in a really interesting spot because he's an experienced player someone who's played a lot of professional basketball and is kind of a fringe NBA roster type so in summer league he got the chance to start uh, each game for the Pistons and is on a team in a franchise that behind Andre Drummond at the center position there just are a lot of question marks. Thon Maker is technically the backup center. He is very slight of frame, not a physical guy, uh, has almost a more perimeter-oriented game. He's a skilled guy. He can shoot, handle it a little bit. He's not your typical sort of... He doesn't really mirror what Andre Drummond does in, in terms of skills, right? Andre Drummond for the Pistons is a big rebounder, blocks shots, uh, is sort of just, you know, an oak tree in the post, dives to the rim on pick and rolls, uh, does some scoring uh, on the offensive glass, and that's kind of his game. And that is, well, you know, Matt Costello is certainly not the <laughs> the talent that Andre Drummond is. That's kind of Costello's game. And so he he walked into a role, walked into an opportunity with the Summer League Pistons where he was kind of going to have a chance to prove himself that he might be worth uh, a spot on the back end of this roster because I think there really are minutes up for grabs uh, at the backup center spot for the Pistons. And so uh, Costello, I think, probably out of all the Michigan State guys, although Miles certainly had more highlights uh, and did some more exciting things and was more interesting to watch, Costello may have had the best uh, performance in terms of improving stock, if we want to put it that way. Uh, he had 13 uh, and a half points per game, about eight rebounds uh, in 20 minutes or so each game for the Pistons, had a double-double, scored 20 points in a game, uh, blocked some shots, did some things well uh, on the defensive end. And really, I thought the games I watched him, I think I watched three of the five Pistons games. Uh, he did well. He had good energy. Uh, was a good presence, just really solid, consistent player, kind of, you know, what we knew from Matt, from his senior year, his junior year, just a solid, consistent player, a guy who you knew was going to bring it on both sides of the floor every single night and just be a solid contributor. And, you know, the Pistons were good with him on the floor. He had a really great plus minus. The Pistons were 4-0 in the whatever, the preliminary rounds of Summer League. They lost in the quarterfinals to the Nets, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, But Costello was a big reason why. I think he was their most consistent player. 
Um, like I said, had 20 points, eight rebounds uh, in a game where they beat the Pacers summer league team. Did get into some foul trouble at times, which is concerning because a lot of them, you know, some of it is you're being over aggressive in the summer league and trying to do different things, playing outside of a role. Uh, and you'll see guys get turnovers that are trying to force the issue or, or being a new ball handler, or trying a new role on offense. And so, you know, that explains some turnovers. Guys will try to block shots they normally wouldn't try to block, try to make huge explosive plays. And so that can lead to some foul trouble too. But for Costello, there were times definitely where he was a little bit slow uh, in terms of pick and roll situations where he would get into bad position because the person he was going up against was just a, a better athlete. And, you know, would rack up some fouls that way and was a little bit um, out of whack, uh, not controlled, I guess, um, with hands, arms, flailing, things like that, going for block shots. And that's just not being uh, in a great position to block a shot and you end up hitting a guy in the back of the arm instead of being in good position and you swat the ball. So there's some of that. There's some defensive concerns and concerns in terms of athleticism, but I think you know, for Costello's purposes, that's not a major concern because in the NBA, um, if Costello's the backup Pistons center, uh, if he's playing 20 minutes, I've said this before, if he's playing 20 minutes, there are bigger concerns than than his foul trouble. That means something's gone wrong with Andre Drummond, uh, and that is primary concern number one. Uh, Costello, if he does play in the NBA this season, is going to see six to eight minutes uh, a game will have games where he doesn't play at all. And, you know, when you're only playing that amount of minutes, foul trouble is not really a major concern. Um, and he does enough uh, positive things to really outweigh that. So uh, I think he did enough to get himself into position to at least be invited to training camp. I think he should play in some preseason games. Uh, there's a difference between summer league and NBA for sure. Obviously it's a huge step. Um, but he, the Pistons I think would do well to see if Costello is maybe more than just a, a good summer league player. He was a good summer league player. You need to see if he's just a good summer league player or if he can be a role player on your NBA team. And I think he showed enough in summer league to earn that chance. Uh, like he was really consistent, had some explosive, uh, moments on both sides of the floor, finishes really well around the rim, did great in the pick and roll on offense. Uh, he's really not dynamic, but uh, just kind of a bull, kind of a, a resilient, tough finisher. He's hard to knock off uh, his spot. He can finish through contact, had a number of and ones throughout the, the week and a half summer league, uh, and also hit some threes as well. Had a game where he hit three three pointers. One was a lucky bounce, but had two that looked really pure. Uh, so that's something that is there. And if he can add that element to his game as a consistent thing, uh, he's going to be valuable. There's going to be definitely a spot for him if he can shoot in the mid thirties from three at the NBA at six foot ten, six foot eleven, uh, at playing center, backup center. If your backup center can hit threes at that kind of rate, uh, you got something there. So. Good showing for him. Had some tough spells, and I'll be interested to see what it looks like if he does get to training camp, does play in some preseason games, because uh, I think you know he, he matched up in the quarterfinals against an NBA player, a true, not like eh, maybe a true NBA player. Jarrett Allen for the Nets is a starting NBA center. It was ridiculous that he was in summer league. There was no reason for him to be in summer league. 
and uh, he was on the Nets team, and he kind of had his way with Costello uh, throughout that quarterfinal matchup and really went off there. And so that's something that is maybe raising an eyebrow a bit, a cause for concern. But again, just from game to game, the, the step up of competition from whoever they played in game four, whoever the freaking center is for the Indiana Pacers summer league team, the step up from that person to Jared Allen is massive. That's a massive one game. <laughs> so like Jared Allen is a starting NBA center, will be a starting NBA center and play 30 minutes a game for one of the top four or five teams in the Eastern Conference. And he will be incredibly effective and impactful. He's a defensive menace. He finishes at the rim like crazy. He's a really good player, has a world of potential, and it was ridiculous that he was in Summer League. Uh, But, you know, something to keep in mind because those are the type of people that Costello's going to have to go against uh, day in and day out if he's going to play in the NBA. All right, let's take a break here. When we get back, uh, we'll shift over to Miles Bridges and then get to Nick Ward as well. Guys, it's 2019, and these days shirts shouldn't wrinkle, itch, or sweat, and with Twillery, they don't. Twillery makes stocking up your closet as simple as restocking the beer in your fridge. It is easy, affordable, and you get the perfect fit guaranteed. They offer non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 each when you bundle four or more. And even better, they have free shipping and returns, so you can try on some Twills risk-free. Yes, you heard me right. You can try on Twillery shirts completely risk-free. Right now, you can get $25 off your first Twillery purchase by going to twillery.com slash locked on and entering the promo code locked on. Twillery.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. I've been telling you guys this the last few weeks. Just go to Twillery, check out those shirts. They really, they, they sell themselves. They're high quality. They got really cool designs, really cool prints. Uh, anything from a work shirt to a date night shirt to a hanging out by the fire, hanging out by the pool at the beach type shirt. They really, they run the gamut there. They got a bunch of really nice shirts. Twillery.com slash on promo code locked on for $25 off your first order. One more time, twillery.com slash locked on promo code locked on. And you can get Locked On Spartans on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotter, Spotify, Spotify, <laughs> Spotify, uh, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Spartans. All right, welcome back to segment two of today's Locked On Spartans. Let's uh, talk about Miles Bridges for a second here. He had uh, an interesting summer league because he was one of the few lottery picks from last year's draft to return to summer league. Uh, Not surprising. I think if he was in a different situation, um, a spot where he wasn't on a team that was pushing for the playoffs last year, where he was on kind of a crap team, and he would have played more minutes, had more of a role. I don't think he would have ended up in summer league this year, but Miles really wasn't heavily. I mean, he was in the rotation, but he became a starter at the end of the season. Uh, really didn't carve out a huge role until the very end. Did well in some spots, but was overall up and down his rookie season. And Charlotte's going into a transition year. They're going to be extremely bad. One of the worst teams in the NBA. Miles, uh, his usage rate is about to go up. He's going to see more time at different positions. He was primarily on the wing. He's going to see some time at power forward. And they wanted to see what that looked like. In Summer League, they wanted him to get used to having the ball in his hands, running the break in transition, initiating the offense at times, which is what he's going to be doing with Charlotte next season. So given the situation, not a surprise that he was in Summer League and he was asked to do some different things. He didn't play all the games, which also not a surprise because they kind of know what they have. They just wanted to get a feel for what it looked like, wanted him out there with some different guys like Dwayne Bacon, 
that he's going to be sharing uh, a role with uh, Martin, Cody Martin from Nevada will probably play a role for them as well. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a season where Charlotte's really going to have to see what they have from young guys and see if Miles Bridges is someone they can build around for the future or if they got to totally scrap everything. Uh, but he averaged 13 and a half points, six and a half rebounds, assists, steals, had some blocks, had some amazing dunks, um, shot decently well at times. Um, he had the highlight real plays, the freaking Euro step off foot jump windmill dunk is the, the, was the best dunk of the summer league. I know Jackson Hayes from the Pelicans actually killed somebody with a dunk, but in terms of skill and just how the hell did he do that and make that look so easy? Miles uh, Euro step windmill uh, took the cake. Just go look at the reaction from NBA players uh, to that video. They're just in disbelief. And, that's how you know it's something that's really impressive when those guys are like, how how do you even think to do that? How do you even do that? Um, so we got to see the highlight plays. Miles is, is certainly an explosive athlete and will be for a little while here. Uh, we know that about him, but we also got to see him run the break a bit and transition, which I thought he did well. He made some really nice passes. I thought his passing was really strong. There were times where it was like the passing was almost too good, like guys almost weren't expecting passes and so they would ricochet off their hands or like hit them in the chin and just weren't a skill level you know it's it's summer league so they're not all NBA players and guys just weren't ready to finish or on the rim or were prepared for a really difficult really skillful pass but I thought Miles threw a lot of really good passes throughout summer league and that's an encouraging thing for his playmaking Moving forward, he looked way better off the bounce, something he's gotten so much better just in a year after leaving Michigan State. He was taking people to the rim with uh, crossovers, Euro steps, bull rushes, whatever you want, uh, spin moves. He was really doing a lot to free himself from defenders, get into space, finish through traffic. Uh, you know, if he can do that at the NBA uh, level is another a big question, a, a totally different proposition because the, the skill level of the defenders is going to go way up, but it's good that he can do it in summer league. Uh, he really, when he wanted to, could uh, sort of dominate and take over games and was a really impactful player. And there was just, you know, different things that he was doing, uh, leadership type roles, um, running the offense, things that are new for him that he's going to have to get acclimated to. But I thought he looked really good. He looked uh, improved, you know, got to show some of the things he's been working on, whereas he didn't get to do that a ton with Charlotte, with Kemba Walker, seeing so much of the ball and their team really revolving around him and Miles just kind of playing an ancillary role. Uh, he's not going to be playing that this next season. He's going to be, you know, one of their top three options. So hopefully that stuff can continue to improve, add polish to the dribbling, add polish to the passing, the playmaking and the moves. Uh, and really see, you know, can Miles be a guy who can average 28 and four, you know, not quite all-star level, but a really impactful offensive player. And then combined with that <clears throat> uh, defense that can be played at an all NBA defensive level. And you've got w what amounts to a really good two way player, uh, you know, that can play in the NBA for a long time and make a lot of money. And then uh, we'll switch gears here. Talk about Nick Ward. Um, Nick had an interesting summer league. He played more uh, than the other two rookies, than McQuaid and Goins, who we'll get to. Um, but he started four of the five games for Atlanta in the summer league. Uh, you know, averaged uh, just around six and a half points, six and a half rebounds as well. Shot around 50%. <clears throat> 
and had a nice finish to Summer League. Uh, in Atlanta's consolation game, had 16 points, 13 rebounds against the Spurs. Uh, he, so, it was an interesting situation for him. He, he got to start right away uh, when he probably wouldn't have otherwise because the Atlanta Hawks didn't have trades get fit, finalized, draft night trades finalized until Summer League was already going. So Bruno Fernando and DeAndre Hunter, two rookie bigs for them who are going to be uh, on the NBA team this year, weren't there right away. So Nick got uh, extra minutes early. His minutes kind of uh, fell off a little bit. The second half of their round-robin games when those guys got back, uh, and then those guys you know, didn't play in the consolation game, and Nick got a full kind of run there, and he did really well. His first game... Uh, which I watched really closely. He looked, uh, you know, it was up and down. He looked a little lost at times. Uh, Offensively, he didn't really get things going at all. Uh, Pick and roll defense, he was up and down. He did really well on ball screens and switching, and then not switching, but hedging, and then going back to his man, denying the ball. He moved really well at times. Had some really nice help side moments where he blocked a shot, uh, came up with a steal, deflected another to another guy for a steal. Uh, so he was doing some things there here later in summer league, had a really nice chase down block. Um, but then on the same side of the ball, same side of the floor, I guess it's basketball. It's not football. Same or side of the floor, the defensive side of the floor. Uh, he got absolutely cooked on a switch. Uh, Matt Farrell from Notre Dame, small guard who's quick shifty switched. Nick switched onto him and got blown by pretty effortlessly. Uh, he was, Late on a rotation, he was late on a closeout as well. So up and down for him, uh, and that really that kind of stuck with him throughout summer league. Uh, I thought he moved better than I thought he would. Um, it's going to take some time for him. You know, p- defending the pick and roll as a big is a whole different ask for guys coming out of college. You know, Nick is used to one-on-one with Ethan Happ the entire time. Someone throws it in and they just bang bodies in the post (laughs) for 40 minutes. And that's not what he's going to be asked to do at the professional level. But I thought he showed enough positive signs that there's something to work with there. He seems really good instinctive. uh, Like his instincts uh, were good. He had smart plays, blocking shots. I think he had a block shot in every single game, had some steals as well. Did some really good things on that side of the floor. Uh, showed he's a capable defender with his mind. He's going to have to get into better shape. He's going to have to get faster. He's going to have to get quicker and stronger uh, and really improve his body to play at the NBA um, defensively. But I think he showed enough that he's worth you know stashing in the G League, giving it a shot, seeing what it looks like a year down the road after a year of professional development, professional weight training, professional conditioning. Uh, but I think there's enough there that he can hang at least right now on that side of the ball. And then offensively, you know, it took him a little bit to get going to different, you know, than playing in the big 10 matching up against a big from Northwestern and just having it kicked into you down to the post 18 times and you go to work. Uh, I think the very first post touch he got as a professional was stripped from him and taken the other way for a bucket. Uh, but he did really well early to get himself on the offensive glass. Get he had three putbacks in his first game, two or yeah, two tip dunks and then a, a tip and layup. So that's going to be really key for him as he acclimates to the pro game is getting on the offensive glass, being an energy guy, which I think Michigan State fans might doubt that he can do because they think. 
there seems to be this prevailing theory that that Nick Ward has a bad attitude, that he doesn't try hard, that he's uh, a bit of a rotten egg because there was that spell uh, his sophomore season where things weren't going very well and he was uh, considering transferring and he was locking horns with Izzo, yada, yada, yada. But I think Nick's really grown up a lot in the last year. I think the what he did in the playoffs or in the in NCAA tournament can't really be overstated. Accepting a new role, becoming an energy guy, playing with an injured hand, and then just relying on uh, energy, effort, rebounding, defensive effort to ma- make an impact because it just wasn't there offensively. Uh, as he, you know, so I think he's, I think he's grown up a lot, and I think he can handle a different role, not being the star player, not getting. 10 back to the basket touches because he's not going to get that at the NBA. He's been told that he's aware of that. He's going to have to survive uh, without doing that. And I think he did a little bit of that uh, as he got acclimated to the game. And then he, you know, as he moved into the summer league, uh, especially the last game started doing more with the ball, had a really strong take from the elbow, dribbled around a guy, used his body to sort of seal off his defender uh, and then made, Uh, A nice layup through traffic. Uh, We know Nick can hit some mid-range jumpers. He can face up uh, in the deep or in the uh, like the long posts and hit a 12-footer, 15-footer with a guy in his face. He can shoot from the perimeter a little bit. That's just not his game. Uh, He's certainly a project. Uh, We knew that going in, he would be a project uh, a year or two down the road. But I don't see any reason why the the Hawks wouldn't want to at least have him in the G League for a year to see what he looks like in a year because there are skills there. He's a really strong player. He's a smarter basketball player than he gets credit for. He's good defensively uh, and timing and getting it over to help blocking shots, being smart, getting his hands in passing lanes. And I think with a year of professional development, his game can be more professional ready, more NBA ready. And then you'll see in a year where he's at. If he's making progress and they think, hey, this could be something, you keep on with the track. If it's not working out, uh, then you know head overseas and start your professional career uh, making actual money there. All right, let's take a break. Uh, right there when we get back we'll finish up with a quick segment on McQuaid and Kenny Goins don't have a ton to say on them but do feel like I need to address their summer leagues remember to get this show every day subscribe to Locked on Spartans on the new Himalaya podcast app Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher wherever you get podcasts you can find Locked on Spartans all right, welcome back to segment three of today's Lockdown Spartans, and I want to thank you guys for bearing with me. Uh, my allergies and sinuses have been absolutely insane the last week, so the voice is struggling a little bit. You can hear it at times in the show. I'm trying to stay hydrated, keep the pipes loose, uh, but sometimes it just doesn't quite work out. Uh, let's talk about Matt McQuaid and Kenny Goins. So, Quaido did not play. It's as if, as if he wasn't in summer league. He got a couple of minutes, uh, took a couple of shots, didn't hit him, um, and just was a complete non-factor, which is unfortunate for him. The Pistons brought a really, really strong group to summer league. Uh, they were one of the better teams there. They didn't lose in round robin play. They had guys with a lot of NBA experience, a lot of second year players who are going to be on the NBA roster this season. I think they probably had four guys on the team who will be in the NBA who are all second year guys who they really wanted to see play a lot. 
And so that really hurt McQuaid, the guys who got the minutes after that, uh, you know, second round draft picks from this year, um, more high profile undrafted guys, guys like Costello, even though it's a different position, guys like that who have been around for a little bit, uh, but are still kind of young. And so there was just a rotation of eight or nine guys that were much more in the Pistons plans this year than someone like McQuaid. And so he just got squeezed out, didn't see... Uh, hardly any minutes at all and so that is obviously uh, you know that sucks for Matt Uh, it shows him exactly where he stands within this franchise I think there might still be a chance for him to play in the G League with the Pistons because half of this summer league roster they are the starting lineup really of this summer league roster is going to be playing with the Pistons this year some of them will split time on two-way deals but uh, the other you know, the, the other 10 guys on the team, um, I think would probably populate their G League team. That's where they would start filling up the G League with. And so, you know, being on a really good summer league team, uh, it was a big disadvantage for someone like McQuaid. He just didn't have the opportunity like Nick Ward got, where it was a more traditional summer league team. Uh, but again, they're training, they're practicing, they're, they're around the coaches, they're seeing what he can do. Uh, hopefully McQuaid can latch on with the G League team uh, and earn himself a role there. And then, you know, he was always going to be a project too. Next year, you see, has he turned himself into a G League starter? Is he someone who can play 18 to 20 minutes a night in the G League? Is he shooting well? Is he defending well? Is he worth a look? And then if that's, you know, the process, the path that he's going down, Next summer league, he'll have a much bigger, much more important role. And then you start to see, hey, is this someone who can play at the NBA this year? Is this someone who the Pistons need to have uh, a a spot for on their main roster? So that's one path for him. He could also head overseas and start his career that way. It's tough to come back from overseas uh, and really make it. Uh, It's happening more and more now, but really the path kind of is G League up to the NBA. You can go overseas. And if he does go overseas, I would think he would have a shot to play in the G League next year, be a summer league guy again next year, and then maybe make a run at the NBA next year. He was never going to be an NBA guy this season. Uh, Didn't get a chance to show himself in summer league. And so we'll kind of see where things go from there. Similar situation with uh, Kenny Goins. The Nuggets actually didn't get to play one of their games, I think, um, because of the earthquake. But Kenny was a, a DNP uh, until the Nuggets got to the consolation game. And in the consolation game, some of their primary guys didn't play. So Kenny got to uh, play. He played 18 minutes off the bench, uh, had eight points, a rebound, two assists, and a steal, hit a couple of threes, had an alley-oop uh, finish as well in transition. So did well to acclimate himself in that one opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, the Nuggets don't have a G League team. Uh, so that doesn't really matter for their purposes. He's not going to get a two-way deal with the Nuggets. Uh, We'll see if he did enough in that spot to earn himself a spot in the G League. If the Nuggets say, hey, you should go play with another team in the G League, we'll keep our eye on you. Or if he uh, elects to head overseas as well and get that career going that way. I think, you know, McQuaid and Goins are in similar spots, both developmental guys. Uh, I think McQuaid has a better chance to one day see the NBA, but it's still not a great chance uh, another year of development for them, a professional year of development, whether it's in the G League or overseas, will help them. And then next year, you try Summer League again and see if you can make an impact and get yourself an invite to training camp.
All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Hotels.com and Twillery for sponsoring today's show. Check out their uh, products for sure. Remember, subscribe to the podcast, rate, review on iTunes, all that good stuff. I appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Lockdown Spartans. Until then, go green.